episode number five. Are we on five now? Episode five. Wow. Are we dedicated or something? (laughs) Episode number five of Fundamentalist. Thank you guys for listening. Um, So this podcast is actually kind of topical. Um, It's about uh, the Human of New York Pakistan series, which I'm sure a lot of you have been following. It's very interesting stuff. He actually just ended it yesterday, and now he's in Iran doing some cool stuff. Um, But there's been actually... So when it first came out, I was like, this seems like pretty amazing and pretty cool that he's going to Pakistan and and, taking pictures and telling these stories. Um, But then on Facebook, I've been seeing a lot of, like, criticism about... It, one is, like, the, is like the, the, the white savior white complex. Savior. Like, okay, here's this white guy going in and taking pictures of these poor, you know, impoverished people and exploiting their stories. Um, and, uh, and, you know, he's... He's he, deep he, size, deep size. <laughs> yeah. Shaking my head. Blah, 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 right? And the second part is, like, which I kind of, which I'm, I have to say is kind of legitimate, is the hypocrisy of Pakistani people who are now paying attention to the to the plight of their these people, right? Well, so, I think so the first thing, have you followed uh, Honey Humans of New York, like, prior to the Pakistan trip? Like, yeah, have you, yeah, yeah. I've been so, over, like, like, a better part of a year now. Yeah, so he's been doing this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Pakistan is not the first foreign country he's gone right, to. Right. The Pakistani people are not the first stories he's told. Right, and right. I think, like, one of the most appealing things about him was um, even when he started just in New York, he was l- really looking to showcase um, all different stories, and he wasn't necessarily looking for the well-dressed people or mm-hmm. kind of the super poor people or the edgy people or whatever. He was really looking for a mix of diverse group of people, and I think he captured that really well. Like, some of his stories are so emo, you legit cry scrolling through yeah, Instagram yeah. on the train, and some of them are, like, really dumb or really just like I'm not gonna put a caption to this or like pictures of babies the micro fashion mm-hmm. um so I think before like we give not that you're giving any legitimacy to it but before we give any legitimacy to this dumbass white savior argument right, right. um I think it's important to just look at the context of what he's done and what he has been doing for such a long time right, and before right. this black soundtrack. So that part, I don't, I don't agree with the white savior complex. It's one thing. He's literally just taking pictures of these people and posting it. And if people have a response like, I'm going to donate to the charity or can you please set up something for this woman, that's completely different. And he's it's been like damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? I think he's done such a phenomenal thing by setting up some um, crowdfunding right, things right. for, and again, not just for black He did one for uh, an inner city school um, yeah, a couple months ago, right, a charter, charter school. school. There was a charter yeah. school, right? And then he did for that guy. I actually see him all the time. I don't know if you go through Port Authority, but I see him all the time in Port Authority. He's disabled. He's in a wheelchair, and he had uh, profiled him. And it was like he's a transit kind of girl, so I stick to Port Authority. Okay, so I'm a Port Authority. Not that I have a I'm not even saying commuter struggles. I have to. Um, out of necessity, go through Port Authority a lot. So there's this one guy who I'm sure people who are familiar with Oni have seen. He's um, uh, he's in a wheelchair. I think he's he, his like legs and his arms are. He doesn't work, but he sings. So he'll sing in Port Authority, and people give money. And he profiled him, and people were like, "Can you please set up like a fund for him?" Blah blah blah. And when Oni, I forget his brand did something. He went to present. He went to tell him about the crowdfunding. The guy was like, "Actually, I really don't want the money because he said I want to make it on my own." He's like, "All right, let me give you what we have so far." And you can buy, like, a mattress for yourself because he had said that he didn't have a place to sleep. So, like, it's not yeah. like he's, this is the first time that he's doing it because these bucks, like, poor brown folk. Yeah, can't do it. 
know, you can't do anything for themselves. This is just kind of what happens through his work. Right, and, and the fact that he has a following and people, right. like, respect him and they know he's not going to pocket the money and right. run away or buy some hash or heroin or whatever <laughs> right. it is. People are if he was a Mugana's son, I'd be worried about the opium deal. That's but um, So the second part of it is what I was saying, which, which I kind of, I understand, but I don't necessarily agree with. I understand where it's coming from. It's this kind of, like... Why are Foxlani people so interested now in the plight and in, in what's going on in Pakistan just because this dude is posting pictures? Whether it, I don't know if it's because, oh, we don't want to look bad and we want to pretend that we actually support, you know, like we now we're all, you know, interested in these people or, I mean, I get that Foxlani people, there's a level of apathy, right? That we all kind of... Humans. Right, right. There, and, and especially and like, like I see it a lot in a lot of Pakistanis where it's like either you're all in for Pakistan, Pakistan's in the bad, Pakistan can do no wrong, it's all Indian agents, that's why there's so much trouble in Pakistan because there's some kind of crazy conspiracy theory and it's all um, India. Or, I love that's my favorite conspiracy theory. Right, my dad used to Indian agents, Indian agents. Everything that everyone wrote in Pakistan is Indian agents. India. Um, or it's just you just kind of you've given up on Pakistan and so because you know just because of everything that's gone on um, and so these now that these people who people are suddenly now really like oh yeah my heart goes out to these people and blah 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 um, that there's this kind of sense of hypocrisy like you didn't give a shit about them before you weren't donating before to like charities that are already on the ground why are you doing it now just because this boy's Instagram so shit I think I disagree with that um, I, I think I was born in Pakistan I wasn't raised there I'm not sure what I was born yeah if this was a YouTube podcast I would show you guys like my polio my fob shot <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like three inch diameter <laughs> polio shot I got. Um, yeah, so I was born there. Um, I still feel very connected to the land, mm-hmm. <laughs> the earth, and the soil of Pakistan. Um, and I spent a large part of my childhood, and I still go there quite often. So I do feel very strongly about Pakistan. Um, I think there are amazing qualities to it, of course. I think there's a lot of bullshit about it, of mm-hmm. course. Um, but increasingly, I find myself falling more into the latter camp that you described, like where you kind of just give, give it a hope because right. at every turn, there's just so much nonsense, so much garbage. And at a certain point, it's like, well, what do we do? Do we just like kidnap and kill every single member of government <laughs> and start over? Is right. that an option? Right, because right. aside from that, I really don't know what's going to happen. Um, so I think for people who are in that camp or people who don't, who weren't born there, don't have extended exposure to it or any kind of exposure to it, um, it's very easy to get swept up in the media portrayal. Mm -hmm. Um, because of course media, um, kind of exaggerates things and only shows one side, but what they show is not necessarily wrong. There is a huge extremist problem in Pakistan. There is a huge electricity problem. Um, Have you ever read that book, uh, Songs of Blood and Sword by Fatma Bhutto? No. Dopest book ever. Highly, highly, highly recommended. Yes. So she's Benazir's niece. She's Benazir's oldest brother's, uh, who was also assassinated. um, Oh, jeez, yeah. daughter. Okay. Um, She wrote a book, and one of, like, the opening passages is, this is like she's describing Pakistan and you know the place she grew up and 
um, the place she feels so strongly about. And she says, um, this is the country that has managed to like put together a nuclear, nuclear program, but we don't have enough electricity to keep our fridges running through the night, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's so obvious, but when you think about it, it's a little mind-blowing. Like, mm-hmm. we've been a nuclear power since the 90s. Right, We're right. going on, like, two, two and a half decades now, and we legit, like load shedding is really real and it's you get electricity for maybe three four hours in the summer and it's really real and it's a real problem um so I think like these things that the media points out and the poverty and the huge like corruption or whatever um it's like it's not an exaggeration it's accurate and it's a very honest and real portrayal of what's going on um so when you have all of these things in the, like, box on a shit camp, and somebody like Brandon comes along and shows you other aspects of the country, right. yeah, maybe it shouldn't take somebody else, some, an outsider, to do it, but if it helps, and if it, like, brings people genuinely more, or makes them genuinely more aware of the qualities of box on and the pros, then, right, right. you know, I'm down. Yeah. yeah, and that's and because I just don't think there are a lot of voices that are doing that for right, us these right. days. And that's, like and that's, you, people like you and I included. Right, it's not right. like we're over here changing. Changing the face of Pakistan. And I think that's the thing is like it's. There are two, I think two Pakistanis and, and Pakistani Americans that have suffer from like two, they're two different distinct types of apathy. Like those Pakistanis who are like hardcore Pakistan who don't want, like apathetic towards. Apathy out of fatigue because you're just so tired of hearing these types of stories, and then apathy because you're just like, well, it's Pakistan. That's just gonna. That's just how it is. That's how it operates. You can't do anything about it, right? That's true. People who gave up before, like people who just like arrived to the conversation, right? But then still hold on to, well, no, this is just the media's fault. No, it's not the media's fault. The shit is still happening, right? So I mean, for me, like I didn't grow up there, and the only time that I went, I was 17. And I gave up on it the minute I had a gun pulled out on me when we were were driving. That's a fair reaction. Yeah, so I had literally we were sitting in the backseat of my my cousin's car, and the guy was outside waving his gun around, screaming at us because he had cut us off in um, at intersection. And everybody in my father's side of family has severe anger issues, so she chased him down and cut him off, and it turned into a whole thing. This is right outside the American Embassy. Yeah, of course, Karachi. Shocker. Yeah. Such a Punjabi leader. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't even start. Don't even start. Um, but so I remember sitting there like 17 years old and like just clear, like your mind just goes clear. And I was like, okay, I'm 17 years old and this is how I'm going to die in Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> In Pakistan. And so after that, I was just like, this is not the, like, especially it was culture shock, not just because, you know, you're going from America to this country that you've never been to before. You don't know these people who are supposed to be your family. It was not the Karachi, not the Pakistan my parents described when they were growing up, right? It is not the same place at all. The beaches are do not have pink sand and clear waters, you know? Like, and that's what was really sad. It's just like this place has deteriorated so quickly in like less than 20 years, right? Yeah, it's so wild you say that. I was actually talking to my dad um, a couple days ago, and we were talking about this heat wave in New York and how crazy it's been. And I was like, well, like, you grew up in Pakistan. <laughs> like, why are you complaining? Yeah, you guys yeah. are used to it. This happens all the time. And he was talking about how Pakistan and, like, Karachi is known for having, like, the sea breeze because it's right, right on the right. water. Right, water and, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not cool there, but 
at least in the evenings, there's some uh, respite yeah. from the ocean breeze. But Lahar is, like, landlocked, and it's just gross and muggy and humid and disgusting all the time. Um, but he was like, you know, when we were growing up, it wasn't like that. Yeah. So the society has deteriorated, but also the climate has deteriorated. And that's not... Because of India, <laughs> because of Pakistan. That's because it's, um, like, it's like global warming. Global warming and the pollution in there is out of yeah. control. My cousin yeah. goes back almost every year, tries to go back every year. She lo- she wears a burqa and a gab because she's like, it prote- not only does it protect me from disgusting dudes, but it also protects me from the smog. Yeah, no. Because it's, the pollution there is suffocating. terrible. And, yeah. and I remember driving around, there's garbage everywhere. Like, nobody's taking care of anything anymore, you know? Right, because the infrastructure just isn't there. Right. Because the right. resources just aren't allocated properly. No, of course not. Um, and so, um, so I think so I the Honey thing is thing someone who is Pakistani American has very very tenuous ties back to the home country, has no real desire to go back. It's still where my parents grew up. I still have some affinity towards it. But it's not... What Honey did for me, and what I think... Because there is a, a, a Humans of Pakistan on, that I've seen people post from on, on, um, on Facebook. Yeah, I follow that. Um, but I think what this was, it was seen it through the eyes of someone who grew up like I did. And humanized these people in a way that... You don't see very often. It wasn't through this, oh, look at these poor, dirty brown folk looking in. You know, like, it was like, this is very much, they they owned their stories. This was their narrative. And sure, he picks out, you know, kind of choice quotes, but it's, you know, people obviously... There are a couple there are times that he's times had to delete, delete stuff because people were uncomfortable with the way they were portrayed, you know, and yeah. so I'm assuming that he's, you know, giving them a certain amount of yeah. authority over what's being printed. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what it did more than anything. That's why I think it resonated with so many people outside of Pakistan community, especially just that it humanized. Pakistanis, that it's not just this country that has very strong ties to terrorism, it's not the country that housed Osama bin Laden, it, there are real people there who are struggling, you know, who are struggling just like everybody else, seem to make and meet, just like all these people that he's profiled, profiled in New York, who you wouldn't think are struggling, because it's America, and it's What I love about his approach everywhere, in all the pictures he takes, is that he doesn't try to show just one side of the story, right? It's not all feel-good stories, and it's not all kill-yourself, slit-your-wrist stories. Right, right. And I think he does a really good job of, like, mixing both. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that's what I like about and I would be more kind of skeptical if all he did was go around and show, like, really amazing, great pictures, because it's not all amazing. It's not all. And there's yeah, a lot yeah. of garbage, and there's a lot of, like, really bad stuff that happens there, so I like that, um, especially with his last set of five, six pictures about the bonded labor, right, or the right. bonded slavery in the brick factories, I didn't know that. I didn't and know that, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I consider myself maybe inaccurately, um, but somebody who's fairly abreast of Pakistan's issues and fairly involved with what's happening there, um, and this was something that I had no idea. Like, you think of Pakistan's main problems, you think terrorism, right, you think right, like, exactly. corruption, you think poverty. You don't think about like legitimate modern day slavery. It's horrific the conditions these people are living in and how widespread it is and how 
um, just insurmountable it is. Right. Um, and that's 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 what I was. I think that was the thing. Is like he he stayed away from those headline stories. Right. It was it wasn't and that was one. It was something different. It's something different and something so necessary. Something so. Intimate and and specific to Pakistan, right? These are real problems for these people. It's not just a reputation management, whatever it may be. It's uh, you don't see this. You don't see the, those pictures in humans of Pakistan for whatever reason. You don't see those. I don't. I, like once in a while, we'll look at Don, like you know, follow Don online. Those stories aren't in there, and so the, he gave them a platform. Um, maybe it's also because he was white that he was able to get access to that, and right? Like, is, like, if you or I rolled up to a brick factory and were like, please, we want to help you, yeah. 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 yeah, take a picture, can get a quote, they wouldn't, yeah. right, they right. may might not have not been as amenable. And that's the thing, yeah. is, like, there's a fine line between white savior complex right. and acknowledging and white your privilege. Yeah, white privilege, yeah. Acknowledging your privilege and the fact that you have these resources and using it for good, and that's the thing that I like about humans. New York, the, this guy that he does, he knows about his privilege. He he acknowledges it and he uses it for good and doesn't exploit it. Doesn't exploit it. Doesn't and and never has he said that he he doesn't use it to self-aggrandize or glorify himself. It's like literally he just wants to go and take pictures of people and share their stories, and if good comes out of it, good comes out of it. Sorry. Sorry? Your vocab kind of intimidates. Oh, <laughs> self and granddad. Not bad. It's a GRE, dude. Study for the GRE. Not bad. Yeah. So much. Really expands so after that. Big words. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree with you 100%. So I don't... I didn't find anything about his photo essay or his photo journal offensive. Right. Um, but right. then again, I generally don't agree with popular social media opinion anyway. So and it wasn't so much, but I think the majority of what I've been seeing has been really positive, but I was really interested in, I saw that and I was like, that's interesting, it's like this response, and it wasn't just Pakistan, it was like this, uh, some, somebody who was, well his name was Hindu, so I should, but I shouldn't assume that he was Indian, but I thought, I thought he was Indian, he was just like kind of saying like, it's kind of hypocritical that people are, Pakistanis are paying attention now. It's not like this problem didn't exist before, and um, so why are we all now like, oh, these are such nice pictures, which, like... I mean, I don't know, dude. I feel like that's human nature, even, like, with the police brutality flare-ups that have been happening in the States over the past year, several years. I mean, it's been happening since the beginning of time. The black community or immigrant communities or minority communities have never had a good relationship with police in this country. Maybe not across the world, but it takes certain instances for you to be made aware of it right because as humans our emotional threshold is only so high we have like a finite number of f's to give and we can't like give them all about everything in the world so you kind of have to pick and choose and yeah it's really crappy that like something big happens like the tsunami or like a big uh flare-up in the palestinian israel crisis or a lot of police brutality deaths here um, and, you know, we worry about it, we talk about it for a couple of days, and then we forget, but that's, like, the nature of humans, and right, right. you have to acknowledge that um, human beings kind of need that, like, catalyst to get involved. Right, and, right. and, and, and I think it goes, goes back to that kind of, especially for me, like, my parents are from Pakistan, 
I do keep, I do keep some, you know, try to keep the rest of news going on there. But what it really just, it reminded me that there are actual people in that country who have to live there day to day. Like, I have family in Pakistan, and, you know, we'll talk to each other once in a while, but, like, it was just the fact that you're putting a picture and a narrative and an incredibly compelling and gives you access to places that you wouldn't normally have access to, even if you went to Pakistan, you know? And it reminds me of the fact that there, there, there is there still is a lot of good, like this like woman this who's, who, who's part of that part foundation, of that foundation that's, um, that's trying to help these bonded these bond, uh, laborers. Uh, who knows, who knows about, who actually, what Pakistani in our community actually you had ever heard of her before? Yeah. And, it, you know, like now I know about her, and that makes me feel better. Like it's not only, you know, that there are still really good people that are trying to do good work, and you, and that, and makes me maybe not want to give up on Pakistan. That there is I agree with Beauty you. Beauty and humanity there. Absolutely. I, there's a lot, I think, within Pakistan that serves to make people proud of the country. Yeah. Um, I think the society has come a long way, even in the arts. They have that um, series called Code Studio where yeah, they yeah. have... Yeah, yeah, the music. Have you, like, like, mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Pakistani music has always been so rich and so diverse and so um, spiritual and mystical and just really, like, well done. The voices that have come out of Pakistan have been insane. The musical talent that's come out of Pakistan has been insane. Um, and Jununi even, like, for the, life, by the way. Jununi for Jununi life! Jununi for life! Vital signs for life. Avaz for life. I can't even talk to me about 90s boy bands in Pakistan. I can't even right now. That's why, well, so my, my entrance song, which I talked about this last, the last, my entrance song is is actually a Janun song. Is it a Sajna instrumental? No, it is not. That'd be really good. It is not a Sajna instrumental, but it is an instrumental, and I don't want to say any of it because I don't want anybody stealing it, because that is my jam. But yeah. That's my earliest memory of you, by the way, you and I bonding. Oh, Sajna. Yeah. That song is driving to Long Island yeah. for some and <laughs> ridiculous reason. Yeah. yeah, that is the best song ever. And if you are, and if you like, no, not even happiness. if you like, but if you, if you like happiness, you should listen to it. Look it up. Well, it's not the happiest song. It's a little bit crazy. That's fine. But it's okay. It is amazing. You can be happy. So if you understand Hindi or Urdu, please listen to that song, Sajna by Janoon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but there's yeah, so yeah exactly what you're saying that there there of course, there's this glimmer of hope. I think that yeah. Honey gave and me. even something like Humans of Pakistan, right? right like somebody right. sitting in Pakistan had the initiative but to come out to and come do, out this. do it. There's also this amazing account on Twitter. It's um like they take screenshots from Game of Thrones episodes and they add like Pakistani cap or like Pakistani captions. That's so ignorant. <laughs> they add Urdu captions to it, right? Mm-hmm. It is the funniest thing I've ever read in my life. They took a screenshot. They took a screenshot of um, a scene with uh, Khaleesi and Khal Drogo from the first season. And it's like, they're about to get intimate or whatever. And the caption is like... (laughs) <laughs> Rosa Nicola or something. Oh my like, god. Like, <laughs> So, like, even that, like, yeah, and yeah. maybe my 
standard for Pakistan is so low that somebody having humor mm-hmm. or like being a good on sense Twitter of, and yeah, being somebody like being funny in Pakistan to me is like, oh my god, maybe we'll make it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we can turn this whole boat around. Yeah, and so um, and that's a, I guess that's I guess what that's it was for me. It was just kind of like it humanized Pakistan to me once again that it's be it's more than just these headlines and yeah, we do a lot of fucked up shit and yeah, all of our politicians are really corrupt and terrible. But they're, but they're devils. They're, they're oh my devil god! Devil incarnate. We're gonna need you to do another podcast in Pakistan politics. Yeah. Um, but I still stand by my suggestion. Just take them all out. <laughs> Start over. No, my mom's straight up. My mom straight up when Nawaz Sharif was elected, and I don't know how everybody feels about it, but she was just like, "I'm done. She's like, I can't do it anymore." And I think that's what that sense of fatigue is. It's just like you just you keep doing so much into it. You put so much into it, and you hope so much. And with that election, especially, it was like this is a time for change. This is from Pakistan's like. But even that, right? Even in like the disappointing outcome. There was the glimmer of hope right, in that right. it was the first time Pakistanis learned how to like peacefully Peace- protest. protest, and not 100% of the time they right, had some failures. Right. But that you but could mobilize, large, you yeah, could mobilize large, these people. Exactly, the youth got involved, and that was something that they had never, never done. done. Right, and I remember my, fr- my a friend of mine. Uh, the, uh, I'm actually going to her wedding this weekend. She was telling me how her one of her her like aunt, who I'm sure was is had to be in like her late 30s, early 40s. It was the first time she was voting ever. You know and that people were actually. Ex- exercising their right to vote, that they were demonstrating. Yeah. And that they believed and they, that their right to vote would do something. Right, because that's a big part of it, too, that you just don't think you may have the agency and you may be aware of the agency, but you just don't think there's any real right, value. Right. Yeah, yeah, that they were now, uh, now suddenly enfranchised, right? That they yeah, now felt now like their vote actually counted for something, even though I might actually not have. But yeah. just even just it's feeling step, empowered, right? right? One yeah. step at a time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just feeling empowered enough to stand in line to vote, you know? Yeah. even if I mean, you know I don't think my vote anymore. counted in the second Bush election because... <laughs> You know, right. wouldn't it happen that way. Um, but so, yeah, so, yeah, so things yeah, like, that's what I felt like. I feel like people were just, yeah, he wasn't taking, there was one video, I guess he's like a YouTube uh, personality in Pakistan who, like, made a video about how, like, oh, that honing goes and, and just only looking for the sad story. So it was, like, a Pakistani businessman, and he was like, no, tell me about the first time you cried. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he, like, slap him. He's like, no, but I have a good job. And he slap him. And then he's like, you know, like, trying to get him to tell us some kind of sad story. Sure Brandon is not slapping anybody but, on the yeah, street and, and I was like, you're kind of missing, and it makes me sad because it's like you're missing the point. And yeah, I get it. Like, a lot of these stories are kind of tragic. And that you know the bond labor thing is there's also a lot of tragedy. But there is a lot of tragedy in a in a lot of third world countries. That's there's their a lot reality. of tragedy here, right here. in our backyard. Exactly. You know, exactly. and, and we need to stop exactly. ignoring that. And the, the only way we can actually change something like this is to acknowledge it and so the you know the series on the bonded labor that acknowledges it and look what happened they have like two million dollars in funds now that they can actually use to help these people which is amazing and that's why I was just like I was kind of I I understand it but I don't think I understand the people kind of being upset by the portrayal or the reaction of people but I don't I don't I, I think some people need to take issue with everything yeah like, I think it's part of that I just have an opinion I and that's fine yeah but you don't need to like go out and find fault with every single, every single thing. thing I just don't yeah, yeah I just feel like it does not apply it applies in certain situations this is not one of those situations this is not one of them this you is not one of them, them. And, I, I like, yeah. and, and usually I'm the first one to be like hey I'm not okay yeah. with that cultural appropriation yeah. or whatever yeah. the case may be yeah. but this is one of those times where I'm like this is doing you did well a lot 
lot more good. It may have its faults, whatever that may they, those you may be. You did more than Pakistanis have done, you, right? Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen Pakistanis do a series on it. And maybe they have, and maybe they just haven't, like... They don't have the advertisement. That's the yeah. thing. It's like, if they have done it, they didn't have the access. And here's this, for whatever it's worth, here's this white boy who's going in there, and he has the access, and he has the privilege, and he's using it in the way that you should use access and privilege. And he did it tastefully and right. respectfully, and he did it well, I think. He did it really well. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's and the thing. I love him. I think he did it really well, and this is not out of character. This is not something that's new. This is, you know, so this is, he's been doing this for a very long time now. Um, he didn't, you know, he did this with the charter school. He did that with the other guy that I was talking about in Port Authority. This is nothing new. He's not, it's not white savior complex. It's not hypocrisy for Pakistanis to finally actually take charge and, and step up. up. I, I think it's good. It gives me hope that, okay, fine. And Pakistanis are doing it too, right? Like, Coke Studio wasn't founded by white people. It was founded by Pakistanis who are really dope musicians. Even this, even this foundation, it wasn't shared by a white person. It was by this woman. And um, why didn't it get, why is she running out of funds? Because nobody there cared. You know? And I'm sure people were trying to, um, she's doing as much as she can. The people that are a part of this foundation are doing as much as they can. Why aren't they, why weren't they able to achieve their funds? Why was she running out of using her personal funds to make this happen? Because people didn't care there. You know? That's why. But this Kid came in. He's not a kid. He's a man, I guess. <laughs> he came in, and he's doing good work, and he got the word out. And now people are stepping up, and that's yes. that's the good And even thing. if people don't care about it tomorrow, at least they got two million dollars. At least they got two million dollars. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of lives. So. Yeah. Exactly. Even even though there was that woman who was abused and she had hep, hep B, I think. Yeah. She had a daughter and so the people were like, you know, can you please go? He didn't and he put up a story and and that was it. And then people were like, Can you please ask for anything? Yeah, and then people were like, Can you please, please, please go back and find her? There are certain stories that speak to you. There are certain stories that just kind of speak to you on a human level beyond every other worldly line of distinction yeah yeah and so, and so i yeah i yeah, feel like, like that, series that series definitely made definitely me feel, feel everything feel, feel everything? everything oh my god i could there's some there i just couldn't get through it like the blind guy oh, yeah. story i didn't read i, I oh, read the first the red the one Lots story where he was, in, he was going to india for it was yeah. and after that i was like i can't fucking do it yeah. i can't do it oh my god yeah i'm gonna i'm getting yeah it was just too much and so there are things like that where i'm just like People just People need to just relax. relax. Look at the, 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 at the end of the, like, take a utilitarian point of view on it, like, the, yeah. the, the you know, the, yeah. the ends justify the means. Yeah. What, you know, what's good for everyone is the right way to go about it. And this is just another peg in, hopefully, Pakistan's journey to being a normal global citizen. Not a failed state. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I love to think, like, I know it's, these are just, uh, it's baby steps. I don't see, think we'll see Pakistan turn into, like, a democracy in my lifetime, for sure. But things like this give me some kind of hope, make, make me feel like maybe I will, maybe I will go back, you know? Maybe I will, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt when she goes down. Like, it makes me feel a little bit better about Pakistan. Yeah. This is really, timing-wise, appropriate. Oh, birthday oh yeah so there's like there's this um a bit of like confusion like august 14th isn't really the day it's actually august 15th because august 14th is but we don't do august 15th because that's the day india celebrates and we don't yeah. do anything india does right, right. who are those so, aliens yeah so the actual date is, yeah it's all 
It's all one of the same. We used to be the same country. Everybody did get over it. Get over it. Whatever. It, we should be mad at British. Same. We eat the same. We speak the same. Yeah. We dress the same. Yeah. We should be mad at British colonials. But that's a whole other thing for another day. Um, I just want to say completely unrelated mm-hmm. um, but I get the feeling we're about to wrap up yeah. so I want to say this before we finish um, I hung out with a couple of my childhood girls this past weekend and these are girls like I grew up with um, and I've known them 20 let's not put a number on it let's not <laughs> age myself I've known them for a very long time mm-hmm. I've known them since I was like 5, 6 mm-hmm. um and when I say grow up, I mean I grew up with these girls. They were my best friends. They were like my role models. They were my mentors. I would not be the person I am without the influence of these chicks, even more so than like my family, right? Because you're a teenager, you're like, oh, I'm so right, cool, I'm right. not listening to anybody. Um, and if I didn't have such grounded and like strong female role models in my life at the time, I really don't know what kind of nut job I'd be today. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, But so anyway, I was talking to them, and it's interesting how differently our lives turned out, right? So all of them are married, um, their second, third kid, um, you know, living elsewhere and not living in the tri-state area anymore. And I was speaking to them, and they were so excited about the podcast. And they were like, we're like, look forward to listening to it every week. And, you know, you make us think about things in a way that we didn't even consider. Like, so for example, the Netflix thing, my friend was like, you know, I heard about the Netflix news, and I was like, that's so awesome for working mothers. Like, this is exactly what we need. But I didn't even think about, like, the single female's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of time does she get off, and what personal issues in her life get to be prioritized the same as a baby yeah did you see that uh, report that just came out that that, um uh, one in four women women go back to work work two weeks after maternity after after they give birth birth. wow no they just have to because there's no paid maternity leave because it, it's, it's, it's not federal, it's not federal mandate, paid maternity yeah. leave. So one in four women go back. Yeah, that's about mom. Physically sounds really difficult. Yeah, I don't remember like with for my like a mom. C-section. That sounds fairly. Yeah. So I think it's something one in four. I should look it up again. But yeah, I remember even my mom like when she gave back to give birth to my little brother, it didn't seem like she stayed at home very long after that because. It's just she like paid. Yeah, a lot yeah, of um, um, a, a lot of people like where they'll save up their vacation days and things like that because yeah. Yeah. there's no paid maternity leave. So I mean, I still I still think paid maternity leave, especially the kind that um, Netflix just made policy, is a big step towards. Yeah, um, but it just made me feel really good. Yeah, that there was. Um, I think it's more about who dialogue, have like a very right? di- yes people who have a very different life mm-hmm. and a very different place in their lives right now um, that are able to kind of look at something with a different perspective and that's not saying that either perspective is right or wrong but um, it was right, just really cool to get that feedback yeah I, I wasn't expecting it yeah and I've had her. a conversation especially with one of friend one of friend of mine who's been listening to it, to it um, who's just been like you know she'll like she'll talk like to me while she's, she's listening to it like giving yeah. her feedback on stuff yeah. and and that's been really heartening it's just and, and for me it's forget it like I've oh for the most part and this is like friends of men have said the one good thing about me is that I generally don't care what people do as long as they don't like hurt themselves like I really don't care what people do as long as it's not they're not hurting themselves or other people 
Um, and so for me, it's always just been about like the dialogue. It's about like if you're looking to if you're if you don't know much about this, this here's a perspective. Go go search. Just something to think about. Yeah, something to think about. And and if and if it's something that you've been thinking about and want to hear what people other people are saying, like this is a place to come to. If this is a, you know like it's just more about like putting putting perspectives out there, especially because there are so few right now. So few South Asian female voices out there right now. So it's good. I'm glad people are listening and enjoying it. Or not enjoying it, but still listening. Or maybe it's just like those two people that we've gotten feedback from. It might just be the same person repeat, yeah, or play over and over. Whatever it is, yeah. We'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. So moral of the story? Yeah, moral of the story, I still love Bakhsan. I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> At the end of the day, I still love Pakistan. I think it's beautiful. Um, I love Pakistan. That's good. That's I think good. for I me, think for, for me, someone for who someone gave, has, has given up, has given up, 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 up on that many times. I think for the Honey thing, with the Honey thing, it really did. And it's so cliche and corny, but it was like a glimmer of hope that there is some, there's something to salvage. There is some, there's something to salvage and there is salvation because there are good people in Pakistan doing good things. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I want to rephrase my moral. Um, I think more than I love Pakistan, um, people like Honi and people who genuinely, sincerely do good work, whether it's on a small scale or a tremendously large scale, make me love them like yeah, yeah. I'm so cynical about people yeah, yeah. but I'm so optimistic about humanity and I think there's a lot of greater good and I think there's a lot of um, just pure hearted like goodness in the world that people seek to achieve or seek to put into place so. yeah I love y'all. I love everybody. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. It's like, people back up off of Honey. He knows what he's doing. He's doing good yeah. work. And honestly, I'd be the first person to be to be all counterculture and be like, no, you know, I don't like it or it's it's not, it's not okay. But I really think, especially his photo series. I mean, what he's been doing has been amazing. His photo series on Pakistan. I'm so excited to see the Iran one. The Iran one's going to be amazing. His photo series on Pakistan, of course, hit a chord with me because my parents are from Pakistan. You know, like, hit a chord a lot of Pakistanis because even if you've never visited, if you were born there, whatever the case, you still like you realize there are people still there who who deserve their voices to be heard. Yeah. Um, and if you know nothing about Pakistan, you should listen to Coke Studio. You should watch. You should read Fatma Bhutto's songs of Blood and Sword. Kaiser, that's a mission for you too. And um, Cracking India. Cracking is, India. Please read Cracking India. It will make you cry your eyes out of We're your skull. into that. We're into that sometimes. Maybe even like, Dancing go- Girls. Um, no. Too much. <laughs> no, Maybe too even much. Dancing Girls. No, no, not too much. That too heavy. Um, um, but there are a lot, that's the thing is there's a lot of good literature out there as well. Yeah. Um, and it's not just, it's not all terrorism and extremism, extremism there are good people out there yeah, and there's some dope designers so if you want to step up yeah, your busy attire are. game yeah, it's good. like outrageously good the stuff they come out with um, that's that yep. All right. I'm going to Mexico tomorrow so maybe next week we can have a Mexico recap 
I'm going to okay. Massachusetts this weekend for a wedding. That's cool. It would be alright. It should be fun. Like, I like them. Um, you know, like, okay, I'm going because I like the person. And I'm going to be wearing a sardi. Okay. So that'll be fun. Good. Well, it's not going to be fun because I gained some weight, so I'm not feeling too great about it. It'll be fun. Curves are in, girl. I'm going to be hiding a lot of stuff. Embrace the curves. Um, okay, so yeah, so thanks for Everybody listening. Everybody have fun in life. Have fun this weekend. Be safe. Don't do anything yeah. stupid. Um, and we'll see you. Love each other. Love each other. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. That's Love so each other. That's the moral of the podcast. Love each other. After we spend 40 minutes hating. Yeah. Love each other. Love each other. All right, we'll talk um, to you guys next week. All righty. Have a good one, everybody. everybody.